0: <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, it is Thursday. It is nine. So of course, UK Cowboys time. It's only me and Lawn, so I'm only gonna ask this, how are you doing, Mr. Lawn?
1: Oh, I'm doing not too bad. I've got through my working papers files for four audits, so um they're handed in to the accountants I can relax and start looking forward to Christmas and obviously this weekend as well. So
0: yeah. Yeah, we worry about Christmas another time mate. More important no, I don't. things going on this weekend, mate. <laughs> 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 so, uh yeah, of course, uh we are here to talk about the pre well, it's the pre-show game, talk about this weekend's game, uh which is on Sunday at 9:25 in the UK. It's the Dallas Cowboys versus the Buffalo Bills, uh back on the road. A uh, very yeah. important game It's East versus East this is this weekend, but uh, we start every show, oh it's live on Sky Sports as well, we just found that out as well So another Cowboys game on Sky Got to be happy with that I suppose But yes, anyway, anyway We start off every show as we do every week And everybody at home as well, make sure you join in and answer this question Lorne, what is your general, just your general basic sort of initial thoughts and feelings on this weekend's game?
1: I think it's, obviously, you're going in against a team that is fighting for its playoff life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're two games back on Miami. They're okay. seven and six. And, you know, the, the AFC at the moment really is just about everybody's about seven and six, six and seven, <laughs> that sort of thing. So uh, anybody could be going to the playoffs as a wild card. And at the same time, we've got the pressure. A, it's a cold weather game. We're something like three and nine mm-hmm. um, in cold weather games over the last four or five years. Um, you know, so there's question marks with that. But we've then also, we want to put the pressure on Philadelphia, San Francisco, try and maintain our, you know, I think we've got the fifth seat locked in. Um, we, we certainly will at some point, in a way, if, if this weekend, if, if we win outright, then uh, we qualify for the playoffs. If not, we rely on a couple of other uh, <clears throat> uh, results going our way. But um, potentially, we get a, a playoff place locked up this weekend. So,
0: yeah, yeah, and, uh, and and here's an interesting one that we just seen the Giants. <laughs> go on a little bit of a run at the moment. Yep. They're on a three-game winning streak and the Eagles are on a two-game losing streak. So things could be starting to turn in the NFC East here. And, you know, the Giants, are, uh, most definitely they're trying to pull out something here because with each win, they get further away from <laughs> a callback that they're desperately in need for. Um, unless, of course, they think, Danny DeVito is the uh, yeah no unless they think DeVito's the guy so um you know it, it, it's it's a crazy turn as we get into the last segment of the season uh which is definitely to say so things you know I mean the Cowboys could you know I, I feel they can get the win here and I just dropped my pen um I feel they could get the win here and that I mean, like the Eagles, we've seen, and we've all, we've been saying it all season that, you know, they're sort of a, a fugazi in terms of what they are. And um, we've seen that, and I'll grab my pen. There we go. And we kind of seen that in the last few weeks with them. Um, so it's very possible that, the, that the, 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 the gap between one and two in the NFC East gets a little bit further. I don't know what you think.
1: I I certainly think we you know we have the potential to put pressure on them. Seattle, you know, played last week. The, the uh, Eagles are playing Seattle this week. Seattle took it to the Forty ers even though they had Drew Locke playing last week. Yeah. If Geno Smith comes back this week and uh, pl- plays the way he played against us, quite frankly, I think um, you know he, he'd do enough to to to. Take them past the Eagles. I mean, Eagles are. You know, I was hearing somebody this week moaning that the Eagles were unlucky with their their ball control and you know fumbling and all that. But you know, in in two games against the Eagles, we we forced six fumbles. We recovered three in this game. We you know the three went the other way in the in the Eagles game.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: the Eagles ball security has not been there this year. Um, you know, and anybody can take advantage of that. And yeah, as you say, I mean, coming up against the Giants in the next couple of the weeks, the Giants will be, you know, the Giants will be out for revenge anyway for last year when um <laughs> they got knocked out of the playoffs and, and absolutely scuppered by the, the Eagles last year. Uh-huh. Um you know, and it again it's a it's a divisional matchup and the form form book goes out the window when you talk about divisional games exactly
0: yeah the whole game plan yeah whatever you want and you know like you know people you know like i made the comment just now you know that the giants with each win are moving further away from a quarterback. but that's coming from um you know quite a a sort of what's the word i'm looking for from a more of a comical side uh, uh, of it that when you think in reality there are coaches trying to maintain jobs, players trying to get to thresholds and targets and work to their next contract. So, of course, you know, like we, we are, the simplified version says, oh, um, the you know, the, the Giants need to lose. They they don't need to be winning. Yeah. They should be trying to get the best traffic. When in reality, that's not really the case. There are people fighting for, for money and careers and professions here. So, you know... <laughs> It's not just as simple as oh draft pick. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the, the the Giants coaching staff and themselves are trying to fight just to stay together. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's you, you've seen Brian Dable and uh, Wink Martindale. They've they've had their di- uh, differences of opinion that have been actually quite um, plain to see during some of the matches that you know mm-hmm. they're they're arguing with each other and all that sort of thing. So there's going to be some turnover of staff within the Giants, but I mean, a lot of them will be fighting to, to at least if not get another job, maybe maintain the the position that they have this year as well. So um, yeah. if they, you know, and then go into the off season, maybe you can, maybe you can smooth things over and, you know, say, yeah, okay, we were understaffed here, try and sort, sort it out. But, um, you know, <clears throat> there's player pride on the line. There's coaching pride on the line, and you never want to lose to a division opponent. A no. Division opponent, anyway. So,
0: yeah, like you said, this is a, this is seen as a revenge game for them. So, yeah, I mean, this this is the big one, really. The week, I think, last week, I I I put it in a write up that last week was a, a crossroads for a lot of teams. You know, that that week fourteen was the crossroad week where you, you were getting ready to find out what teams are gonna be making pushes, what team were even on the other side, do you know what I mean? On the on the yeah. the losing teams where they were about to decide which direction they were going. That was the crossroads week. And I think now in terms of where the Cowboys, the Eagles, 49ers, Bills, as you mentioned, you know, that are trying to make a push for a playoff place, this is now the next crossroad. And I think this week now is going to decide really which direction the playoffs are going to really start to take a, a, you know, magnify. You know, it, the, the picture gets a little clearer. So yeah. that's this week. So, of course, that means for the Cowboys, they have to do, go take care of business uh, on the road, as you say, in cold environment, which is not somewhere where they're particularly fond of playing. Uh, but give it to me straight, right, Lawn? I've already gotten into a debate on Twitter. So I had to put a post up. So (laughs) I've done it now. It's out there. Uh, Yes, I'm glutton for punishment, but I don't care. That um, better quarterback. So we've got uh, the Bill side going, well, look at his total touchdowns. The guy's second in the NFL, and we're talking Josh Allen here. Yep. Josh Allen is second in the NFL in pa- passing touchdowns, second in the NFL in rushing touchdowns among quarterbacks. My argument to it was, is yes, okay, that's great. But two problems. The Cowboys last week faced the number one quarterback in rushing touchdowns, and he didn't score a single touchdown. So brings are easier, yeah. Uh, and also in the last two seasons, josh allen has thirty six turnovers the most in the NFL yep.
1: How yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah i mean it, it can go it can go either way i mean he, you know his his play has been inconsistent this year, it seems to have got better since they fired Ken Dorsey um right. and they've actually gone back to a bit more of a sort of conservative style of offense and you know, again, the same way that we're saying our our offense is actually flourishing because Dak Prescott's buying time, moving around, scrambling, getting five yards or whatever, you know, making it easy to move the chains. You, you're you starting to see that with Josh Allen. But Josh Allen, in the exact same way that we were talking about um, Jalen Hurts last week, that, you know, he will make mistakes. He will cough up the ball. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen does it at a higher rate. but. Yes. Josh Allen is getting the Madden covers the mm-hmm. you know because he's taken his team to you know give give or take a couple of drives you know they they could have been in the Super Bowl again adding add to the list of Super Bowls that they don't win yeah. um you know so Josh Allen's certainly garnering all the the media hype and you know he is the media darling as far as that's concerned but um you know that that's quietly going about doing his job and only just getting the the praise that he probably deserves. So,
0: yeah, and, and that was funny. Uh, if you go to Blowing the Boys on the Offensive right up, <laughs> I put that uh, people talk about Josh Allen's turnovers. Uh, sorry, that people talk about Dak Prescott's turnovers the way they should be talking about Josh Allen's. Yeah. It, it is crazy, and I think you know what we had was we had a little bit of truth spoken um in the media where they were just like yeah this has cropped up because people were getting tired and fed up and they turned around in the end and just went look we'll be honest with you the reason that we harp on so much about uh Dak Prescott and his turnovers is when we talk about it people listen people pay attention because Cowboys are a media they're a media focal point you talk about Josh Allen's turnovers no one listens so, I, I yeah. you know, you say he's a media darling. I, th- I don't think it's so much he's a media darling. I just think that, so, like, when you think of New York, you've got the two New York teams. All right, New York Jets are um, the Jersey team. All right, but, you, you know, still New York. And you've got Buffalo just outside of it. So they're kind of just outside of that encatchment area of the New yeah. York media, sort of, you know, that big wheelhouse of media moguls that are all over there you know they you know it's the center of of all media uh but they're just kind of outside of it so kind of in that way they get forgotten about because they get forgotten about they get left alone to it so then when there's any negative news coming out of buffalo it doesn't really hit anyone's ears or eyes uh, yeah. And then all the positive stuff, you know, like oh, Josh Allen just scored two touchdowns. Then all of a sudden, you hear about it because it's a big thing. So you get all the pluses and none of the negatives.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah. All right, but let's talk about them in terms of who you think's better then, because you've got Josh Allen, who is, as we say, he's ten rushing touchdowns and right behind Dak in passing touchdowns, but. He's not really on the on the, the spectrum or even the ladder at the moment of MVP talk like he was last year. Um, first of all, why isn't he? And secondly, is Dak truly better than Allen?
1: I think certainly this year, Dak is truly better because he is moving the ball. He's consistently getting over 60% completion rate on his passes. I mean, okay. uh, you know, Multi touchdown games the last six or seven weeks as well. Um, bar, barring Zach Martin not being able to block Fletcher Cox last week, there would have <laughs> been, maybe been another touchdown because Brandon Cooks was wide open for 40, 50 yard touchdown. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: you know, <clears throat> uh, and that, you know, I think what Dax had only one game where he's had multiple turnovers this year. Again, Touchwood, Touchwood. Um, <laughs> but you know that and obviously the 49ers have proved that you know obviously at the moment they're one of the best the one of the best teams in the NFL so yeah. um you know they they took it to us they they handed us the loss so um but dak's dak's taken everything on board and you know what what I really like about dak is the the um the the um cancer thing that you did last week as well. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, the the toilet thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And just just make the most make the most of um you know everybody shit talking about them. So
0: (laughs) yeah. Exactly. It is a brilliant you know perfect product for him to slam his feet and come out with that. And it was just like as soon as I seen I was like, ah, here we are, that's quality. But yeah. Um I think the the argument here is what do you rather would you rather a quarterback with a high rate uh, of of touchdowns but a high rate of turnovers or a quarterback that takes care of the football uh, and is as well just like a, an insane leader of men um you know <laughs> it, it's tricky because it, it, in one sense it's actually closer than you think but in another way they're miles apart <laughs> You know, yeah. it, it, when you talk about this season, um, if I was to say which quarterback I would prefer, I would prefer to have Dak. And also, we've seen Josh Allen without certain parts, without, you know, a, a decent tight end, without Stephon Diggs. And when that happens, mm. it falls apart. He he really <laughs> does need um, those, those you know, offensive pieces. Otherwise, you can't play. We've seen Dak without, you know, his primary wide receiver, or without a running back, or you know parts of his offensive line missing, and still be able to play the game, which is why I disagree with comments that being made this week about Dak being a, a game manager. But you know, this is just another comment again made by people to that they know by using a Cowboys player as soon as you say it, you'll get a million clicks.
1: Yeah. And and again, I mean, that, some of the people that will have said that will only have seen the first four or five games this season where it was very much dink and, yeah. and dunk down the field. They won't have seen now that D- Dallas actually have so many splash plays, they're 20 yard plus and, oh. you know, um, it's it's been brilliant being in that stadium and hearing the sirens going off every time we <laughs> score a touchdown. That's that's got that's just music to my ears, to be honest. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Dak is Dak is a game manager, but he knows to turn the ball loose at any time. And you know, he is now getting the the recognition because you've got guys like Aaron Rodgers sitting, going on Pat McAfee show and actually saying, yeah, you know. Yeah. He's, he's doing my what he—he's he, my favorite. He's doing yeah. what I know, you know. I used to do under the McCarthy scheme and bringing, bringing the tight end in the line instead of playing them off as a as a slot receiver or something like that, and you know, just things like that. You know, if if he's getting the respect of somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who as much as I hate him and it, you know his cockiness and all that, but if he's <laughs> if he's coming on and he's actually. Given the respect out, then you know, Dak's obviously doing something right, and I'd much rather have Dak to be honest. And, yeah. the, and the other thing as well, when things don't go right for Buffalo, you hear more things in the press about Stefan Diggs wanting away. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. You know, they, yeah. There, there's a disconnect with that team as well. That you know, when things are going well for them, great, when things go bad, Um you know, and, and again, for them, they've had. Um, you know, they've had a couple of things go wrong for them. The you know, a couple of dodgy decisions by referees in um, yeah, the Philadelphia yeah. game that you know, we were sitting watching it uh, in the in the hotel that night, and, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, that should have been a horse collar, and yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> but um.
0: Yeah, I forgot me and you were watching that game in the hotel. I forget. You know, that wasn't that long ago, and it feels like months ago.
1: (laughs) It it does. It does since we've come back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, the the, the big one for me as well, right, is the Cowboys are, I believe, fourth in turnovers, right, this season. Um, Bills are a little bit far behind. They still do. But the big one for me is that, the uh, the Cowboys defense are also third in passing yards allowed on defense. Yeah. So you you take in the uh, number of interceptions and fumbles that this Cowboys defense is is on at the moment. You pit them against a, a quarterback that's turning it over more than any other quarterback in the NFL. Tie that in as well. Then with that they are uh, they are what did I say third in passing yards alive. it makes for a difficult place for Alan to play at. Um, You know, yeah, he can still use his legs. You know, there, there is that. Um How they defend that, I, I'm not entirely sure. Would you use Micah Parsons or would you, you just tell him, just go do your thing. Yeah. I think,
1: I think, I think you you play the same sort of scheme that you played last week against Jalen hurts that you really sure. only need to you really only need to rush for it, but you need to be disciplined in your rush so that you know you're not going willy nilly and leaving lanes for the quarterback to escape out of the pocket and and get yardage oh. um using his feet um but you know. It, you don't ha- you don't have to get the sacks all the time you just we we're, we're seeing that the pressure's there Practice, it yeah. co- it caused Jalen Hurts to hold on to the ball a little bit longer take his eyes off the, the receivers running downfield mm-hmm. and that play that then plays into your hands because a lot of these offenses are all timing offenses it's you know if you hold on to the ball for a second longer than you're meant to then you know the play breaks all down or whatever so yeah yeah, yep. yeah.
0: Um, yeah so, so I mean like the, the the only thing I will say to that is, is that I do think that they need to stand off a little bit because when you've got Allen's running threat but their offensive line is really really good like they yeah. in in sort of comparative ways of the Cowboys offensive line uh and the Buffalo offensive line they're almost um, like opposites so like they're really really good at pass protection and funnily enough their best pass protector with the fewest pressures on their offensive line is none other than Connor McGovern. McGovern. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah
1: so uh we're 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 going into back to back weeks where what well, our I believe Connor Williams is actually out injured now but we would have been going into back to back weeks featuring our left our left guard of the last couple of seasons so <laughs> um but uh, as I say, I think Connor Williams went out this week and is done for the season. So, oh, um cool but We'll we'll get to Miami when we get to Miami. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Con- Connor McGovern's having a good year this year. It, you know that that line's actually doing not too bad. It's 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 come together, and you, you're getting relatively good play out of Osiris Torrance as well. The yeah. the Ricky that obviously some of us. um Hoping we're, for, we're yeah, hoping for as well. Um,
0: <laughs> the only thing the I will office. say, right, is both Conor McGovern and Osiris they run blocking, both need serious work. I've yeah. watched that, yeah. Um, you know, because like, let's get to the running backs then, right, Lorne? uh and the running game. The so, you know, somewhat uh, of the sack rate, um. This on josh allen is a little bit skewed because of his mobility his escapability and that he will just take off and scramble so that you know he's i think he's only on for like 18 sacks this year which is a really an incredible rate you know but it's slightly squiff the pressure rate is still high um but i think the cowboys run blocking has come on quite well um, certainly since like say the bye week has gotten a lot better and we've seen that progression in the run game happen too with Pollard and Dowdle both looking a bit better the The, the run blocking from the Bills offensive line however is quite poor it's bad um, we'll get to the run defence on the other side in a moment um, <clears throat> because the Cowboys run defence has, has gotten better as well um, but I would say the Cowboys running backs and the Buffaloes running backs. Now we're just talking about the ground game, not them being used as receivers. We'll get to that now. Yep. But in the ground game, I think Pollard and Dowdle are, have a slight edge at the moment because they, they've gotten better. But what's your feelings on the Cowboys running backs and the rushing, um production we're getting out of them in the last few weeks?
1: I'm I'm relatively heartened about it, I think we've found that, that right mix of Balance, um, yeah. uh, Pollard and Daldo that, um, you know and the, you, you're seeing things from Pollard now where he's taking on the Zeke role in some respects, softening up the defence for uh, Daldo to come in, that change of ever so slight change of pace or whatever um, and you know Last week, what was it? We got over 150 yards out, the two of them combined, yeah. you know, so and a touchdown um, and a touchdown. And and we're scoring touchdowns the last couple of weeks as well, which yeah. is great because I mean, obviously, this could be a game that you're talking about that we may need to, to look at the running game uh, more than the passing game. It'll be, you know, obviously, we've been 40 degrees or so, it's going to be harder to pass the ball, um, yeah. just or. Certainly not make as uh, uh, the long passes um yeah. that you would normally be making in 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 the the heat, the relative heat of AT and T Stadium. So,
0: yeah, but I, I mean, like, the, you know, we, we'll we'll talk about the receiving how they use James Cook as a receiver, which is important. But just a little added note is that at the moment. The Bills are allowing running backs to run for an average of four point seven yards per carry, so third worst in the NFL. So kind yeah. of plays into the hands of the style of game, as you say, that you, you want to play. But on the other side, they've got James Cook. He's not bad. He's Dalvin Cook's younger brother. Um, if you didn't yeah. you know. Um, he hasn't played bad. It, you know, he's it, it's it's coming along. They've used him a lot on receivers, though, on these sort of screens and wheel routes um, out to the flats. You've seen quite a bit of that. He scored, I believe, it's either four or five receiving touchdowns this year. So he isn't doing that bad as a receiver. And I think a little bit of that is because defences are so focused on Josh Allen and that he's going to try and escape and move out the pocket. Cook kind of gets forgotten about. Um, (sighs) Yeah. It's really, I think, this is where the the and I'm I've tried to think about this and how you would defend it, but it really is. It's going to be a case, really, here of pick your poison. Are you going to allow Dalvin Cook to make the receptions, or are you going to allow if he plays Dalton Kincaid? Because it's going to be one or the other, and I think that's why this sort of this split happens on on their offense. I mean, how you how would you play this for you, Lon? It's well, a it's a tricky question. Yeah. I
1: I mean the interesting thing for us is obviously losing Jonathan Hankins last weekend with the yeah. high ankle sprain and you know see, seemingly they're quite heartened by it. It might be a couple of weeks, it might be four weeks, but they're not putting them on IR. Mm-hmm. You've got two, big you've got two big guys that you can call on from the practice squad as well. You can also th- this is a this is probably a put up or shut up game for Mazzy smith as well um <laughs> we if
0: right. i wrote about that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know this is this is if you want a chance to to show that you're learning the game and you know th- th- the big thing about Mazzie smith is he's coming on he's doing well but he takes three yeah. or four plays where if you stop if you stop it with the second a second of the the, the snap going you know he's still in his stance, and everybody else is already a yard up the field or something like that. And that's yeah. where he's having the—that's where he's having the bad place. And that's something, you know, he's going to have to go away this off season and just work on his reaction time, getting out yeah. of his stance, and to you know that that will uh, that will make him the better player. Yeah. Um, I think
0: Michigan has so, been so used to forklifting people his yeah. entire career that when he got to the NFL, he's like, oh, I can't do that all the time.
1: Yeah. But, but I mean, the, the Bills are actually, they're averaging five yards a carry. Um, mm-hmm. They've got over, as a combined team this year, they've got over 2,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of that's probably Josh Allen running. But And, mm-hmm. you know, Devin Singletary was a good back for them. I think he's down injured at the moment. He's on IR. Yeah. Um, so so it is relying on Cook, Cook being the, the main ball carrier at the moment and he's he's that lighter back a little bit um that you know he's a bit more shifty but he he can't sort of pound it up through the middle so um it will be interesting to see what they do this week whether they try and attack the the hole that's been uh, given to them by hankins not being able to play um and at least testing that but um as you as you say, you know he he's a very he's a very capable back coming out of the backfield and catching the yeah. the wheel routes, the Texas routes, that sort of thing. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I've got a vote currently going on, Lawn. So give me your vote. Who's the better wide receiver, CD Lamb or Stefan Diggs? And we're talking. Let's talk. I didn't specify, and some people have asked the question, but let's just say this season.
1: This season, definitely CD Lamb. Yeah. Um I think year on year the the gap has got closer and closer in a way. As I say, you know, when things are going right for this Buffalo Bills team, Stefan Diggs is is certainly a, a world beater, but you know, when things go wrong, it's it, it, thankfully we've only had one week where CD Lamb said give me the ball and show show me what I'll show you what I can do. Um See the uh, Stephen Diggs is getting a bit petulant. Whether it's whether it's you know getting his brother to actually say you know get get that man out of Dallas yeah. or get that man over to Dallas or whatever.
0: Rack up the uh, contract, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, that that sort of thing. And you know, I think that's been something that you know that's why you know they've redone this deal numerous times is that that there has been that sort of bit of petulance from Stefan Diggs that um you know he 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 wants to be paid as the best receiver in the game. If it's not happening he spits a dummy and then there's media hype about it and all that sort of stuff. Um where C D Lamb you know is yeah the there was the one game where he said look I'm not getting the ball why, why I'm on the team sort of thing if you're not going to give me the ball. Give me the ball and I'll show you what I can do. And mm. my God, is he, is he showing you what he can do. <laughs> and <laughs> quietly, I mean, you go and see the number of targets, the number of catches, you know, he's now on... He's on a pace for, I think, it's 127 catches this season at least. Yeah. Um, That's not target. Uh-huh. And, you know, that, uh-huh. yeah. and, that, you know I, and the the number of drops that can be attributed to him is very low as well so
0: yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah and and don't forget he's got that record uh, of um consecutive games with uh 10 receptions and over 150 yards a game yeah yeah. (laughs) yep Never been done. So it you know, which I find crazy. I was like, really? That sounds like something that bound to have happened in the park. never has, apparently. Um, but then let's finish off with Jake Ferguson on the offensive side. Um, officially, do you feel the Cowboys have finally got themselves a tight end again? They found themselves one.
1: Oh, 10 percent I mean, just yeah. the play he's the play he's been making the last four, five, six weeks. Um, you know, he's certainly he's got Dax's attention. Yeah. Dax's got yeah. that comfort with him, um, and yeah, Dalton Schultz is doing very well da- down in Interstate Forty Five. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm not sorry that he went away this year. Um, Fer- Ferguson already seems to be ahead of him, a better run blocker as well. Yeah. Um, you know, so back to being the all rounder that we need. And um definitely a safety blanket. But he what you're also getting is the, the sort of chippiness as well that you need from a tight end that, <laughs> um, you know he he and um actually it's quite interesting that Tyler Biadish is uh, probably a bit of an enforcer as well. If 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 something gets done to one of the, their teammates, they're normally first in there um, yeah. and and just not not plain dirty or anything like that, but they're no, in no, there no. to break things up and and uh, make make sure that uh, everybody knows who who the cowboys are. Just so. basically
0: in there, just like saying we won't take no bull crap, which is exactly what you want. You want you don't want to be bullied around the field, which is something we complained about many many years ago uh, on this show. That it was something that was happening. It was really weird. It was an odd. Um, Way a mentality that they had for, for, for a season or two. Um, but okay, let's go to the defense. Oh, the only thing I was going to add Luke Schoolmaker. I know what people are going to say about Schoolmaker, and I agree. But here's one thing to think look at Ferguson's jump in terms of how good he was from last year to this year. Now, yep. imagine if that happens with Schoolmaker next year because not you know, tight ends take time to develop, they really do because there's so many intricacies and different things that they have to do at the position. It literally, it, it's not like every tight end can just come in and boom, you know, it's not like a Madden game where yep. you can just like get, get production out of them. They take time to develop. They really do because there's so much. So, and the only comment I was going to make is give schoolmaker that time. I know it's frustrating because they spent the second round pick on him when there was other players or positions they could have gone for I agree I'm not going to disagree with you on that one But I just say that this is what they've got Give him a chance Let's see what happens next year That was all I was going to say But on the defensive side then Let's do this Why is Micah Parsons, Lord, Not having any holding calls against him?
1: I really do not know Because I mean I don't know what he needs to do Maybe he needs to go away and Spend spend a couple of weeks with uh, um, Denzel or something like that. Work on his skills because it it does seem that you know Micah's doing whatever he can. I mean, the, what was it? Micah got flagged for hands to the face in one yeah, yeah, against right, Lane yeah. Johnson. Lane Johnson had him round the bloody neck. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, and. You know the calls are coming. the The calls are coming for everybody else. It's it's a bit like if you know a couple of years ago, where um a Zach Martin and Cool were saying, "Well, look, we're getting all these holding calls, but you know you're seeing exactly the same thing happening on the other side of the line of scrimmage as well. When when our opponents are playing our defense and they're not getting the holding calls, why is that happening? Mm. And you know." <laughs> It, it it's interesting again. I mean, this week I've I've I was hearing one Eagles fan that you know all, all season we everybody on on when they've been writing into the pod they've been saying oh the the, the referees decisions have been uh, really weird and everything like that. This week because of things like the the passing interference penalty where it was also a face mask. He was going. I've never seen that happen before. That you know, you get you get the the pass interference and you get the fifteen yards added on. You know, Sh- yeah. the, the referees were against us and all this sort of stuff. And you're like, eh, no, <laughs> it's just swings and roundabouts. It's coming back to haunt you, that sort of thing. So yeah, um, but yeah, M- Micah needs to. I-, I don't know what he needs to do, but. I don't know if it's a case of Mike McCarthy going up to the referees and saying, you know, focus on this, yeah, yeah, pay um, because I mean they they must be submitting plays to the league all the time and just saying, look, why why was that not called a holding call there? Because yeah. I think the the number of games and it's it's been a couple of years now where the number of times that you know it makers like that the guys the guys basically. Um, Arm barring him or whatever, and yeah. you know you're like, well, that's a hold.
0: Yeah, um, or or like Micah Parsons facing into empty field because he's been spun around by a hold. Yeah,
1: I know, <laughs> I know,
0: it's 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 crazy. So because Sam Williams had one as well, uh, and I know, you know, I don't know if you noticed it, and he's there just like he, he's literally facing the end zone because he's been pulled and turned, and you're like, if yep. the player is facing. Is running towards the ball carrier, but he's facing the end zone in the complete opposite way, <laughs> then something's happened to make his body turn. In order to yeah. do that, you don't do that by like in order to do that as a blocker. I mean you'd have to have like spaghetti arms to be able to get around there. But you know, like if if that's happened, that means that somebody's pulled on him and, and turned his body, which is holding. And I, I don't yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand why these calls aren't being made either. I've made comments uh, in an article and pff, everybody's done fine. With it. it doesn't make any sense, but it does like, so it does it or it could play into the Cowboys hands this week because the Buffalo bills are, uh, so the Cowboys are the most penalized uh, team in the NFL Third is the Bills. So you never know. It might happen this week. Who yeah. knows? But it, it is something to be be very important to look at. Let's talk about, though, because uh, we were speaking about it earlier, the, the The linebackers for the Cowboys, how much of an important role they're going to play in both. You know, they're going to have to spy um, Josh Allen, but they also need to keep an eye on what James Cook is doing. So I think last week, was the best game Clark and Bell played together for the Cowboys. I don't know what you think. I mean, uh, how I, do you think these pair are playing? I,
1: I think week in, week out, they are getting better and better. As they understand each other, you know, again, you know, Bell's learning a new position. This was the first year of moon Clark having a full full season as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was meant to be under the tutelage of, Leighton der Esch—that's never panned out. Um, Thrust into a sort of leadership role for that that linebacking crew as well, Um, you know. And the the chemistry wasn't there at the beginning of the season. It's coming on now, and again, week in week out, they're they're making advances. They're making they're getting better. Again, as I said earlier. The loss of Hankins is is maybe a big part of that, that, you know, um he'd certainly been clear, you know, keeping them clean and tidy and all that so that they could flow to the ball. Mm-hmm. Will that happen this week without him? Um, but they certainly need to be able to step up and we, we do know that Connor McGovern, yeah, he's he's weak on the first level, but if you if he secures his man, is able to pass him off, get him into the second level. He will take on linebackers. He will throw them out of the way and all that sort of stuff. So much, like Lyle Collins did in the in the period as well when he yeah. when he was a, a guard for us as well. Um, so you, you certainly need this linebacking core to actually step up this week, and um, we we need Rashawn Evans to to click in as well. Um, you know, he's taken a bit of a backseat
0: as well recently, so. Yeah, he didn't play many snaps last week at all. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Um, but are you hoping Stefan Diggs calls Stefan Gilmore old again this week? Oh <laughs> <laughs> that
1: that was just brilliant when you heard when you heard that, you know, and you could see the chippiness. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Stephen, uh, sorry, yeah, uh, Stephen Gilmore had found a time machine somewhere in the bowels of AT&T Stadium, but you know that that was almost going back to 2019 uh, defensive back uh, yeah, or uh, defensive
0: player of the year. Um, yeah. Esque. So, so I mean, I, like, I mean, it's not just, it's not, it wasn't just the fumble. It's not just the amount of tackles. It's just like his way of. Um, so, like, if you look on the right-hand side when he's playing A.J. Brown and he's playing him in man coverage, he does exactly what you do and you use the outer boundary as, like, an extra defender. So you, yeah. you, you keep him on the outside shoulder and you let A.J. Brown run outside the numbers as much as you want. And you, all you do at that point, once he gets out there, is you just start drifting. And you just start – so what you do is you just start – make, like, a, a traffic cone. And you just start narrowing that gap, that, and he's doing it at yeah. a number of places. And you're just like, that's textbook, <laughs> textbook it man is, coverage.
1: It, yeah, it is. And I mean, the the main thing as well is that these guys are not not afraid to tackle as well. So yeah, um, you Led know, Deron Deron Bland last week as well had a couple of tackles for loss as well. So yes. Um, you know, this isn't this isn't your sort of cornerback like Deion Sanders, who used to just, you know, oh right, I'll, I'll shepherd them out, out towards the sideline if I can. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, th- these guys are willing to come in and make the tackles as well. So, and
0: here's um, the good thing. He's the good thing that I like. Right, is that he's up against drumbland Bland this week is up against uh, Gabe Davis, uh, very big, tall, lanky, deep threat guy. Big catch radius, jump ball, can high ball, high high point and track ball really well downfield. But when you think and you go back and you're like, but well, what's the kind of wide receivers Bland's good at? Exactly that. <laughs> That's yeah. the type of guy. It, it's the, the 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 guys Bland struggles with is the in your face physical like, wants to get into you, will just bully you around the field. The yeah. guys that are trying to be intricate and trying to get past him, they are the, because he's tall and lanky himself, he's just able to stick with his man um, and he's really good at it. So I think that that will be an interesting battle to watch on the outside as well. And safety play is going to be important as well. And an important point to note is on um, the Bills side, Micah Hyde might not actually play.
1: Yes, yeah, he's um, he's he's been a DMP the last couple of days. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's a next stinger, which is obviously uh, horrible to play with anyway. So, oh yeah, um,
0: yeah, like even the, if he the, was to play, it would be like a struggle. Yeah, Yeah. So um, I think it's safe to say, um, yeah. I mean, like if we, if I was to go and look at you know the Cowboys. Defensive backs versus the Bills. I'm taking the Cowboys at the moment, all the way. Yeah. The only weak point at the moment, weirdly, is is Jaylen Curse. And, you know, it, it's an odd thing to say. It's not even like Curse is playing horrifically bad, right? I'll start there. There's just little mistakes that are being made by him. Like last week, he was up against a wide receiver. I, I was like, how on the earth does that happen? How does Jalen Curse? end of- uh, having to cover a deep ball. You do not want to see that. Not because he's not very good, but just the type of player he is. He's more that box safety down, trying to cover a running back or a tight end. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, th- I think our safety play, str- strangely, and considering we've actually forked down money this season for them to extend them, the safety play has been a bit lacklustre at times. Bit, Obviously, the... The, the but Donovan Wilson again to give him credit, he stepped up last week and forced a fumble as well. So um
0: did he get one of the now, he, as well?
1: Yeah, he did. He yeah, he forced yeah. it. He forced it and recovered it himself. So then that I was the okay. Jalen, wasn't was, the the it? Then that
0: was the Jalen
1: Hurts one. Um, yeah, I well, thought that was Hooker.
0: Hooker fumbled and recovered his own and then I think <laughs> And recovered one, maybe I don't know. I have maybe. to go back and check. Yeah. It, it was. A, it, I've slept since then. Yeah, the
1: the, the question mark obviously is Malik Cooker's been on DMP the last couple of days. He's yeah. DMP today as well, so um, obviously facing facing a fight to to be able to go um, for the
0: game. We'll see um, how that one goes. I think yeah. the, the the big one is obviously losing Hankins. Not you know because. Not because I don't I feel I don't feel Marzi is good enough, right? I think Marzi is going to come in next week. So, the, the running backs like to go in one of two positions. They like to run either outside the left tackle or in the right a gap. So, obviously, right a gap is in Marzi's wheelhouse. You know that that's his job to cover, and I think he's going to be able to. When you think of the run blocking, that he's going to have Conor McGovern in front of him. The other guy. So you'll have Torrance. Yep. Who's the center? Um, Brown. Is it Brown?
1: Uh, let's see. Just a minute. It is no Mitch Morse.
0: Mitch, yes. yes. Right, yeah. Brown plays tackle. That's right. Ta- yeah. Right tackle. Yep. That's and right,
1: Dion. Yeah. Dion da- Dawkins is left tackle.
0: Yeah, and he's not bad. But um, you think that he the, the, he should Marzi should be able to get enough push off those type of guys when we know the type of, uh, of run block a Governor is, we, we know, so we know that he, he yeah. can struggle with the physical guys up front. So if you, this is the type of game where we're going to put him through his paces to find out whether he can sink or swim, this is the one to do it. And then we'll know where we are moving forward. The only, like, the bad bit about it is just that Hankins was going on a pretty good run Uh, You know, like when you think he was getting pressures and sacks, which is crazy from the position, but he's just doing well uh, at that point, and then it just all falls apart and snap, you know, away we go. That's the end of it. But here we go. The important question, Mr. (gasps) Lorne.
1: So obviously, Vegas have got us as being one and a half point underdogs. I think we're still going to win.
0: I like being Um, underdogs,
1: and this is this is probably my closest prediction um in terms of scoreline, i'm going 27-24 cowboys Ooh, and I think, fun, I think i think it i think it will go down to you know um we'll see a uh, brandon Brand, aubrey having...
0: and aubrey yeah that's yeah. exactly what i have done on my uh predictions this week i'll tell you now i've forgotten let me go to mine. And I said, ah, I said 34-27 on my score predictions. So we're not that far off, um, you know. And I think it's Brandon Aubrey is going to be the one to take it beyond, um, yep. who's having just like an insane season. <laughs> you know, In <laughs> first player, again, another one, first NFL player. I can't believe that this has happened at this point, to have uh, two field goals of 59 yards or more in a game.
1: Yeah. And and that's why he's special Wild. teams player of the week. I mean Wild. no not not to mention you get 30 for 30 as well. So um, yeah. 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 Yeah, Joe, you love your 40 burgers and yeah. it it would be lovely. I think it that we come away with that but um you know <laughs> just <laughs> If you look at if you look at the, admittedly, last couple of times that we played, we've had Kellen Moore starting that quarterback one one yeah. game, and yeah. um, I th- I think the other one Dak was down as well. So, um, you know, it's it's certainly concerning, um, but yeah, Cal- Cowboys should have enough in the bag to, to pull away on this one. But yeah, yeah. As, 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 as I say, you're going up against a wounded team um you know fighting for its playoff life and you know this is this is when you've got to prove it
0: that's um, right uh, and these are the most important games now Is the, this run we've had the, the nice run in the middle um yeah. now we're into the the business end where it's um it's bills then the Dolphin. dolphins then the lions and then finish with the pandas, but
1: yep yeah. and and again you have to say as well all of these games can be up and down. They're not. They're not as uh, daunting as they probably were at the beginning of the season, where everybody was up. Yeah. Um, you know the, the Bills have, as I say, they're seven and six. They've been up and down. Um, Dolphins. I mean, obviously, surprisingly, they squandered a fourteen point lead with two minutes left to go in that game on Monday night. <laughs> there and. wild <That's> <laughs> uh, game. Yeah. Completely crazy game. Um I think I think they had a loss percentage of point three percent at one wow. point. And um you you know, obviously came away with the loss as well. So um um and then you've you've got the lions that are hot and cold as well. So um yeah, definitely you know, this could go any way that you know, yeah, we could go on a tear and go uh yeah. win out and uh, obviously, potentially get the get the division, but um, you know, e- equally, it, you could see us having our December slump as well. So, um, you <laughs> yeah, know, I, I I think if you if you can at least go, um, I, I if if we can go three and one over these next four weeks, then you know, I think I think we're looking good at that. But obviously, you want to go four and zero and ho- hope that uh, you get the division
0: but um, yeah. I, I think it, they will anyway, on three and one, I think the Eagles at this point are gonna lose two games, they' go into, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's how I look at it. they're gonna lose it, they're gonna lose one game, one of the, they're gonna split games, I think with the giants, so then it's just like what are the what what's the um what what are the, the the you know one of those teams one of the other teams that they'll have is what what's one of them gonna be you know it's gonna be one of those that ends up being the the, the one that that puts the nail in the coffin. But, guys, if you're not watching this show live and you're on this stage where you've got the final score predictions, just comment below with your your, um, final score predictions. We'll take them. We'll like them. We'll read them. Don't you worry. But we move into the final segment, the most important one of all. Lawn's trying to keep and maintain his bonus (laughs) point (laughs) on the final season. So let's go... First of all, to the scores on the doors. So here we go. All right then. So Paul's gone down. Jimmy's hovering around, but there you are. Like, oh, yeah, look So I've got I've
1: gone I've gone down, but I'm still Paul and I were tied last week, so I'm mm. I'm a percentage point above him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: you had you had the same amount right last week, but because obviously he's got less um yeah. you get less <laughs> attempts. Like if you lose, if you get one more or wrong, it doesn't affect you as much if you know what I mean. You like yep. it, yeah. Kind of seals the deal. But there we go. Um, that's where we're at. So play along at home if you want, guys, and as well if you're not watching, uh, live before the game. Before the game, play along with this as well. Just put in the comments which player it is higher or lower. As easy as that, and we'll start things off here. All right, then. Dak Prescott, nineteen point three fantasy points last week. Everybody got this one wrong. <laughs> Dak was, <laughs> honestly, Dak was on uh, for 21, nearly 21 fantasy points. He scored 18. Still a lot, but everyone went over and I uh, think somebody went push and you we were just slightly out on the push. I,
1: I, I get, again, that fumble killed us because yeah. I, I had it not been a fumble and, you know, even if it had just been an incomplete pass or something like that, you know, yeah, the the, 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 the nineteen twenty one points would have been there so yeah. um it's see so it's a cold weather game mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think passing's going to go that well this it, it, you, it, i think the focus will be on the running game um yeah. especially i think there's there's due to be rain as well um at, at some point during the game uh oh okay, on! i'm i'm gonna go higher I'm going to go higher. I'll
0: just
1: we'll we'll, we'll get the touchdowns at the beginning of the game, and then you know he can he can take the third quarter off, or half of the third quarter off.
0: All right, and so I'm going to go straight into the, Tony Pollard then. Fifteen point two fantasy points. Where are we going on this one? Um, I'm saying that because you said cold weather game. So
1: yeah, uh, again the running the running game's coming on. Um, they've got a couple of injuries on the defensive line as well, so um, I still I think you're probably looking at again with PPR. I think he's he's probably good for for fifteen fifteen point two. If he gets if he gets the number for the touchdown this week, that'd be higher. Um, but I'll go push on that one. I think.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. All right then. So uh on to C D Lamb then, which is crazy. Nineteen point six fantasy points. So they're predicting that Lamb is gonna score more points than Dark.
1: Yeah. Um interesting. I uh, okay. Well I'm I'm gonna go slightly lower on that one. Um I th- I think you're probably looking that it's gonna be uh spread around a bit more yeah, than the too. other guys
0: so. yeah. Slightly lower. All right then. Fergie, nine point four fantasy points. That's the highest he's been predicted to score. I don't my I d actually actually i quite like this because I think short passing, no yep. bad weather, it's gonna feature a lot of Ferguson. I'm I'm out.
1: going I'm going higher on that one because yeah. as you say five five catches fifty yards that's ten that's ten points there mm-hmm. throwing a touch, throwing a touch down as well and that's you're higher than that so
0: yeah yeah I I just uh, I'm I'm with you on that one I I think week's going to bet defense six point two fantasy points everyone got this one wrong last week
1: yeah um. Josh Allen makes the mistakes. Yeah. Um
0: doesn't get many sacks though.
1: Doesn't get many sacks. question mark is about the running game yeah. with with Hankins out. Uh I, I still think I still think we're better than 6.2 so higher.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd probably go with that given how much Allen turns the ball over, so yeah, but then that leads us to this Josh Allen 21.9 fantasy points.
1: So they expect Josh Allen to be better than Dak Prescott? Uh,
0: no, lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, then James Cook 13.4 fantasy points. He's been really uh... hot cold this year, he's been hot or cold.
1: Yeah, um, I think just ever so slight. No, actually, with with PPR as well. Yeah. Um, I'll push on that one, I think.
0: All righty. This is a weird one, mine. Stefan Diggs, 13.6 fantasy points. So where's Josh Allen getting? Are they expecting him to just be like, go for 150 yards, rush in and two touchdowns?
1: I I really don't know. I th- I think maybe what they're thinking is obviously he's getting his weapons back at tight end, um, and th- these tight ends can be big. Are are almost the the um, Kyle Pitts style of tight end where it's they can be that big also, receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and you know that he likes picking on the tight ends as well. So true. Um, if it's a cold weather game. Uh, I'll go, I'll go push on Biggs, I think.
0: Oh, <laughs> All I, right. I, I
1: know, I know, Paul, I know Paul today said that you know, split on everything, split on
0: everything. Yeah, that's standard. <laughs> uh, okay, Dalton Kincaid 10.2. He's coming off an ankle injury, mind, so it could be Dawson yep. Knox, but we'll put 10.2, whichever player it is,
1: right? I, again, again i think higher on that one because it is mm. same same reasoning with ferguson that you know i think tight ends will factor into this game and five five or six catches 40 yards and that's your that's your 10, 10 points there yeah um throw, again as i say close game i think one of them will get a touchdown so um okay higher on that one
0: yep yeah. And then they defend six fantasy points, bearing in mind they are right up there in sacks. I think they're either first or second in total sacks. Yeah.
1: They're um, by,
0: the pressure comes from everywhere and they do it from a number of positions in different ways and they're very good at masking where the pressure's coming from too.
1: Yeah. And, you know, obviously Von Miller's been out. He's coming back this week. Yeah. Um, albeit, and, yeah, he's he's Play he's actually practiced fully today. Um, they do have questions about uh, their defensive um, defensive ends, Leonard Floyd and
0: Epinesa. Yeah, uh, has been. been uh, I think it's a rib injury, so I don't think he'll actually yeah. play. Yeah.
1: He he's certainly not. He's not practiced yet this week. So, mm. um, uh, <sighs> I'm going to go ever so slightly higher on that one as well. All right, then I, I, like I, I, th- I think they will get the sacks, but um, uh, I think it, it's, okay. it's it's a close game, anyway.
0: <laughs> well, we have got you locked and loaded in. Um, yep. So that's the fantasy for this week. Um, but thank you for everyone playing along at home as well, whether you're doing it uh, live like Joe was, or if you're doing it after the show has gone live and you're doing it, we do take note. Um, but that is it for this week, guys. That's this week's show done and dusted. Uh, well, you're the only one year long. So if you want to hit yep. this, and then we will get this wrapped up and out of here. So hit me with it.
1: Okay. If you're planning on going to a game, either this season with the Detroit Lions game, or maybe one of the playoff games, if we get to host those, or if you're looking at next booking up for next season, make sure you book up with Cowboys Experience uh, Barry and the team will put together a package that gives you your game tickets, stadium tours, star tours, meet and greets. Um, you know, and as I say, I, I can I can say it with all my heart now that you know okay. Barry absolutely puts his heart and soul into this, and you know really does go out to make it an experience for you. It was an experience for me. And, you know, make sure you use the promo code UK Cowboys, And if you do, you'll get some extra free stuff as well, over and above the package.
0: Yeah, just for saying that we sent you. So what do you got to do? Just say that we sent you. It's really that easy. But uh, on the Cowboys experience now we will be giving some news. Once the season's over on a little something on that, and you really will want to listen because it is crazy. But... That is it for this week. The guys will be back Tuesday for the post-game show. Talking about the win, obviously. Uh, but as always, stay safe out there, guys. We will be here over the weekend, so come and talk to us if you want. Uh, but enjoy the win, and we'll see you all on Sunday. I had the first word, so Lawn is having the last word. See you later, folks.
1: Okay, let's go out, enjoy this. Let's take it to the Bills. And, of course, I'll end it the way we normally end it. Dallas forever, Philly for never. Okay.